What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Salty Dogs Podcast. Christopher is laughing. What makes you think people want to know the date of our podcast? So when they listen to it years from now, they're going to be like, oh, well, that's an old episode. You just re- you just dated does, it again. Does Netflix be like, oh, season four, episode one. Hashtag cancel hey, Netflix. Well, yeah. Welcome you to, don't know about it. Welcome that, to the October not... 14th episode of Stranger Things. Okay, I got tired of saying, yo, yo, what's up, everybody? Uh-huh. And I was All like, right. I looked down and saw the date. Anyways, so welcome just... to the, the Arguing Dogs podcast. <laughs> Speaking of Arguing Dogs, let's just start off by talking about the Pissed Puppies podcast. The segment? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. No, I mean, like, telling people what it is. Oh, guy. yeah, okay. So, as many of you know, we tend to, well, we're called the Salty Dogs podcast. Right, because we're a little salty. some of that, I'm more salty than you. You what kind are. of salt are you? Are you in Himalayan? Filled <laughs> yeah. with nutrients. And... I'm I'm filled with nutrients. I'm yes. just a I'm just a I'm a un I'm an unprocessed. You're, I'm the salt that nah, exists in a mine. You're like iodized, not good for you salt. <laughs> it's like no I, nutrients. It's just sodium. I don't doubt clogs that your arteries at all. Causes you high blood pressure. Yeah, that you're the high blood pressure salt. That's what I am. So honestly, you and I talk on the phone multiple times a week. Whenever I answer, um, and mm-hmm. a lot of times we just start talking about honestly what God is teaching us, what He's showing us. Sometimes we start talking about things that piss us off. Uh, <laughs> well, let me let me correct that. I start talking about things that, that trigger me, yes, that upset me. You get triggered, and and guess when those things normally happen? When they normally happen on a Sunday morning when my Facebook notifications are bombarded. up. Bombarded. They're blowing up with an invite to watch everyone's pre-recorded and live services. Uh-huh. And sometimes I take the bait and I watch the dang things. Yeah. And then I get really frustrated. Yeah. By a lot of things that are talked about. Uh, the the. Re- more recently, there was a bait and switch that we're going to be talking about in recording an episode. So here's what's about- happening. Piss Puppies podcast is a Patreon exclusive uh, episode that's going to happen twice a month. Twice a month. And so it's just, and so listen why we call it Piss Puppies. It's funny. Have you ever seen an angry puppy? It's cute. <laughs> and, yeah. And they're harmless. And so but we they're, just- But they're pissed. Yeah. But we, we want a place to be able to vent some of our anger- um, and do it in a way that we don't have to really, I mean, we'll still have filters. We're not going to go off and be crazy, but we want a place to maybe do a, a safe place to do that uh, and be a little more candid about some of the things I'm just gonna put out there. Some of the things about the organized Western Christian church and Christian culture that we just think is funny. Listen, there are all kinds of YouTube channels People who do this, Babylon B, satire. Yeah. They make fun of Christian culture. I'm not making because, fun. Well. Because some of the stuff is 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 hilarious. It's, it's absurd. So yeah, it's not yeah. that we're necessarily making fun of it, but we're bringing light to what we think are some some real issues. Some very red, blaring issues that yeah. exist in the church. Yeah. That... And we're also not going to call any churches out by name. We're also not going to act like we have it all together and we're we perfect. I'll be the first to admit that I'm hypocritical in a lot of ways and the Lord is changing my heart. But there are just some things that we see it's over and over and over and over again. It's the same old song. It's the same old story. Open the 
eyes of my heart, Lord. <laughs> so anyways, we're just get, we're going to be doing that. Head over to patreon.com slash salty dogs podcast. And for as little as $5 a month, you can gain access to this and yeah, much, right. much so, more. So exclusive content on our Patreon page. We've always had a Patreon page and people yeah. have supported us because they like the show. And thank you to everyone who has ever yeah. done that. I mean, and so that. just to let you know, like we're not padding our pockets. Uh, we're paying for a website. We're That's paying for music hosting. Uh, I mean, there's just a couple of other expenses that we have. Um, so, anyways, it just helps to uh, run the podcast. And you know, if we we've upgraded gear, we've done all that kind of stuff. So, anyways, so if so you, get that out of the way, if you are someone who has recently been burned by the church and you are looking, for, oh my gosh, for a place uh, where people are going to be pissed off and mad and frustrated about the things that exist in the American oh church, man, you are going to love me. <laughs> Uh, because I have some things that I'm going to go off on. And Jason's saying that he is going to calm himself. Jason will be the calm to my storm. I probably will be. Because uh, there are just some things that it's just like, dude, why? What are we doing? I'll be sleeping in the boat while you're going off. Right. And freaking out. Yeah. So anyways, we're going to be doing that. Uh, I had a buddy already sign up for it. Yeah. Yeah. And just because I threw it on Instagram, if you're not following us on Instagram, I'm doing a lot more so, on that account. So Go find, follow us. Yeah, Salty so find, Dogs Cast. Finally doing a little bit more exclusive content on the Patreon page. Yep, yep. And so if you're all caught up on the podcast and you just want some more. And salt. You, you need some more salt in your life. Yeah. So anyways, Pissed Puppies Podcast. It's so funny. PPP. Nice. Three Ps. Anyways, that's what we're doing. We'll have that coming up. Yep. Cool. All right. So. Today's episode. Oh, you have an you have I do. A, something I have an question you want to ask. So I want to know. This is my question uh, for you. Is this you. what it's like whenever you do Cause I feel I like this, this is, Yeah, because I feel like this might be actually life-giving. So, okay. um, so you get to choose to answer one of these three. So okay. what have you learned this year about family, faith, or finances? Ooh, family, faith, or finances. And you're still not talking to the top of your mic. You're talking over the side of it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> family, faith, or finances. Well, I can tell you this, um, just because it's so fresh on on my mind. Uh, I'm going to talk about finances a little bit. Um, Do it. I feel like something that I'm learning is that uh, I just, and I, this isn't some big revelation or anything like that, but um, man, I have not been a good steward of our finances uh, in 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 a way. Um, I'm not just going off and blowing money on stuff, but just really keeping track, keeping a close eye on things uh, as far as how much we're spending on eating out, um, saving money, uh, really trying to get ahead, pay down debt. I know that um, you've been talking a lot about debt when we have conversations. I know that's something that you yeah. are, you guys are really focused on and it's super inspiring. Yeah. But I mean, I definitely feel like our family is in a place uh, to where if I'm just being real and honest, I mean, there's a lot of hindrances that our family is currently experiencing um, because we have not paid down some debt, um, some things that we want to do in our lives that we, we're not able to because we're bound by what our pockets can do. Mm. And so I've so just limited, recently yeah. had a fire lit under me, um, man, really just about like getting our finances in order, being a good steward of what God has given us. Because, you know, while we're not rolling in the dough, um, we are blessed and and we do live a lot. I mean, Lara and I, dude, we're living the life that you and Kim are striving to live. 
um, which is being at home, being free from a job, mm-hmm. being able to focus your attention well, on you other passions. Work, I, I do, yeah. but I work from home yeah. and I get to do what I love. And so I definitely have um, kind of taken that for granted. And so, man, something the Lord has just shown me is like, dude, you need to pay close attention to what you are doing because uh, a lot of these things that you want to do in your life, you're not going to be able to do them until you have some financial freedom mm. and we pay off some of the debt that we have. So that's just something so real basic. Been that the a Lord's, big deal for you. Yeah. Just, I mean, especially here over the last couple of weeks, last month or so. Yeah. So nothing big, but that's what I feel like God's teaching me right now, showing me. Yeah. So I would, I, I can answer either one of those, but I think I'm going to choose the faith route. Um, I think what I've learned about my faith, it's not that I have learned it like a new thing, but it's, I've experienced it more than anything this year is this process of uh, sanctification. And I know that sounds like a big thing, but the, the journey, like journey has been such a big deal for me. Yeah. Like really the Lord walking me through each step, each season, leading in, leading me and guiding me and really within that faith aspect, seeking the Lord's will for my life specifically. Yeah. Um, and I know everybody say, Christianity is not about you. It's not about you. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, but I I have destiny. Scripture says that I am predestined to be conformed into the image and likeness of Christ. Mm-hmm. And so I can choose to partner in that process and say, yeah. okay, Lord, if that's my destiny, like, let's get rolling. I want to say yes to what you want to do in me. Yeah. Right? There's power sure. in that agreement. So um, I've just learned, like, man, I can press in about that, and then the Lord can reveal things to me. And uh, he's been showing me. He's been leading me and guiding me. And I got a word, you know, a couple weeks ago, about a month ago. And uh, You mean you read a word? No. I heard from the Lord, which oh. is what we're talking about today. Okay. Sorry. Uh, a little bit more. <laughs> uh, I heard from the Lord, and um, he just showed me some things and showed me a season I was in. And we talked a little bit about the cocoon caterpillars. Yeah. Caterpillars, butterflies, cocoons. Yeah. We've been talking and just, you're, you're just like yeah, full on insect, man. I know. Right. <laughs> so caterpillar boy, I, I kind of lived there for a little <laughs> while and I was just kind of like, you know, I don't feel like anything's happening. I don't feel like anything's moving. And so then I pressed in again about it and then he started to show me some more things. And so just this, this, this journey of faith and growing with the Lord, it's a lifelong process, Mm, right? I mean, it's not this, you know, get it together and be perfect or burn in hell for eternity. That's not what this is about. It's that's bull crap, right? It that's religion. That's not any kind of good news to anybody. The good news is that the Lord loves you and he wants to know you and he wants to do a work in your life. And that process is going to happen over a lifetime. A lifetime. We keyword, get more yeah. impatient with ourselves than God gets with us. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Right. And we we yeah. So he loves us so much more. And really we can live in relationship with him in a place of peace. Jesus said, My peace I give to you, my peace I leave unto you. Mm. But a lot of us don't live at peace or in peace. We're always anxious. We're always trying to change. We're freaking out about this, freaking out about that. And I just am feeling like more and more peace as I journey and what the Lord's doing in me. And it's so important. That's good. That's real good. I know that that's, that's been a big thing. It's funny. <laughs> I make fun of the caterpillar thing, but man, you had some really good stuff that you just shared with me today about the caterpillar. Um, I'm hoping you'll talk about that one day. 
Maybe yeah. not today. Oh, but, well, or we'll, you or you can dive into today whenever you want. But yeah, this we'll, is really good stuff. We'll talk about it at some point in time. <clears throat> I didn't know if tonight's episode would what be kind of lends itself to it. Well, if it was going to be kind of like a hodgepodge of all the things that we've been learning, or if we were actually going to take a direction. So we are actually taking a direction. Yes. And so, what are we calling this one? Uh, well, I wanted to call Tell it. Us sh- what, yeah. I wanted to call it. Shut up and listen. Shut up and you listen. You didn't want to say shut up. I yeah. did. Yep. We. You tell me to shut up all the time, so I, I do. don't get that. But I don't title our podcast that way. Well, we wanted to call it Shut Up and Listen, and we've kind of been, but what'd you end up calling it? Why can't I hear from God? Uh, so, But just asking that question, like, man, why can't I hear from God? Um, and what, what kind of got this started is, I mean, we've kind of been on this on this train. We've been riding this train, waving this flag of just hearing from the Lord. Uh, yay, a lot of stuff about... Ride the about, train, ride the yay, train. Yay. Oh my gosh, South Park reference. <laughs> ride the train, climb the tree, climb the tree, yay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's a funny episode, or this is a funny it's clip. It's a terrible episode. Oh man! <laughs> but there's a um, basically this idea that, uh, or, or actually, we've been talking a lot about just hearing from the spirit. We've been talking a lot about the spirit, and I don't know how we got on this subject, but one of the things that I pointed out was like, man, it's so you know, it's interesting when you first um, get saved, give your life to Christ, um, like do anything like that. Uh, you are directed normally by church leadership to take a few steps, um, which are good steps sometimes. Uh, and a lot of those, what are those steps? Four things that you're taught to do after. Yeah. Actually, you're not taught to do anything. <clears throat> you're just told to immediately do. Attend the service. Attend the service. Get in a group. Get in a group. Volunteer yep. and tithe. Tithe uh, and and serve somewhere. Didn't I say that? Oh, uh, did you say volunteer? Yeah. So you're told to do all of those things. And so a lot of times when we jump straight into our relationship with Jesus, we actually run right past Jesus and get to work. And Jesus is there and is like, oh, I thought we were, I thought we were doing this this thing and we're going to be, so a lot of times we miss the relationship, not, not 100% of the time, but we go straight to working uh, and, and one of the biggest questions that I hear a lot of people ask, especially when I was a youth pastor, when kids would, you know, uh, be born again or give their life to Christ, whatever you want to call it, was how do I hear from God? Like yeah. that is such a, yeah. a hard well, we have topic. A, we have a listener that says you can hear from God, read your Bible. So yeah, ep- episode over. Let's just shut it down. <laughs> so well, but I appreciate so, you guys listening and uh, read your Bible. Right, <laughs> we're we're shutting it down. And and obviously we know that the Lord can speak to us through our Bibles. He can absolutely speak to us and he can say things. Um, but one of the things that I feel like we're often missed is like how to, okay, so here's where you wanted to get started. You said that there was a place that you wanted to start at the beginning of this and saying that we believe that this, the Lord is still speaking now and today to his people. And there is yeah, a, a absolutely. large group of people who don't believe that the Lord is still speaking is still speaking. Uh, they believe that he said everything that he wants to say right. and that it's all written That's down. All written and then there's the a hybrid where yeah. I think people are in the middle where they'd be like, Hey, the Lord has spoken, uh, in through his word. And then now, um, he also speaks to us as well. And that's kind of where I land. I kind of land in this in this ground. But here's the thing. There's normally, I kind of feel like there's two groups of people. Like there's there's a group of people who say, um, the only way that you hear the Lord is through reading his word, right? And then there's another group of people that say like, man, I can, you can hear the Lord. He's still speaking today uh, through his spirit, but also they include the Bible in that as well. And yeah. so there's one group that is exclusively Bible. And then I feel like there's another group that is uh, spirit and Bible. Um, and then I'm sure maybe there's people who are pure spirit and stuff like that. But like, and I, I'm not trying to put anyone in any camps, but that's what I see kind of the most of. It's yeah, like there's... either it's Bible or or in nothing else, or it's spirit and Bible. Yeah. 
Would you agree with that? Sure. And I would say I fall into the camp of spirit and Bible. Totally. 100%. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know I spent the majority of my walk focusing on that Bible, like that Bible aspect of it and purely hearing from the Lord, from the Bible. Um, and there was a lot of good that came in my life from that. Mm-hmm. There was there was some revelation that happened. I feel like God spoke to me uh, some other times, but I also feel like I'm in this new season to where the Lord is just speaking every day and he's sharing things to me and he's, yeah. he's showing me things in my life. And a lot of it honestly has to do with me. Yeah, It has to do with me. Right. See, what happens is a lot of times... Uh, we're taught to to find ourselves in the Bible, like, oh, are you Zacchaeus? Are you Jesus? Are you the crowd? <laughs> or are you the tree? Like, find yeah, yourself right. in the Bible, right? So we're we're taught to do that. That's what pastors do from stage, uh-huh. and and they make it way deeper than it maybe needs to be. When maybe the Lord can just speak to us and show us whatever He wants to show us. Uh, today, now, and here, and we just let the Bible be what it is, a, a book that is useful for correcting, training, teaching, uh, building up in righteousness, yeah. right? And yeah. then the Lord has some specific things he wants to speak in me. So I'm not Paul that's walking in the Bible. I'm Chris that's walking here in America today. Yeah. And Jesus has some things that he wants to point out in my life right. today. Yeah. Today. We We talk a lot about taking scripture out of context. And so like, People like to make fun of people when they quote Jeremiah 29, 11, because it's like, oh, you know, God knows the plans he has for me. And we quote it for ourselves. And they're like, well, you completely took that out of context. Well, yeah. t- anytime you read an epistle, you're reading somebody else's mail. Yeah, I love that, that uh, you, you, description. You, didn't, you weren't alive in that group. Now, maybe those were truths that surpassed time, but and we can get a hold of those and get some principles. For sure. But so let, let's go where I'm going with this. Let's look at um, Revelation chapter three. So we're talking about Revelation. John is in the spirit. He says, I was in the spirit. It was on the Isle of Patmos. I turned and I saw. And so then he gets this angel who starts leading him through the heavenly realm and showing him like past, present, future essentially like things that have happened, things that will happen. Mm, yeah. Like what, a Christmas what story is a happening. Christmas, what's that? Right? Is that a Christmas Carol? Yeah. A Christmas Carol. Yeah, it's like that. So he gets these things that are, you know, are happening, have happened, will happen. So he's getting prophecy. He's singing in the heavenlies. Right. And so, um, in chapter three, you get red letters in your Bible. Ooh. And so, we're recognizing this as the voice of Jesus mm-hmm. speaking to the churches. And so he goes on to address the churches to the church in Sardis, to the church in Laodicea, right? Laodicea. Uh, to the church in Ephesus. So Jesus has a specific word for those churches during that time. Yep. And so if that word was spoken during that time, that word is dead. Does it have anything for anybody else? If it was for that church in that time, in that context, does it does it give us any value now? Well, how many people are truly going to Revelation trying to find wisdom from themselves? I don't know. Probably not very many people. And somebody's going to freak out because I just called it a dead word. I know. I know. <laughs> I, I, get, I and, get what you're and saying. So, and and so saying. let me say this. When I present an argument or a line of thinking, I don't always agree with what I'm saying. I tend to take two different sides to create an argument. So anyways, let's, let's continue. So verse six, Jesus is speaking to the churches. And so verse six, he says, 
Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. And then another time, whoever has ears, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. And then another time, whoever has ears, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. So Jesus, during this time, is giving John revelation, and he's hearing from Jesus what Jesus is saying to the churches that exist during that time. And Jesus is giving a command or a, a call. And he's saying, anybody who has hear, ears to hear, let them hear what the spirit is saying to the churches. So Jesus is actually confirming. He's redirecting. He's actually confirming that the spirit is speaking to the churches. And so. And that he has specific things. And that, that he has specific to things to address specific problems or issues to very specific churches that are in specific regions made up of very specific people. Right. So the church in Laodicea did not need the word for the church in Philippi Ooh. and didn't need the word for the church in Sardis. You know, and so here's, here's the, the, you use this phrase, we're reading someone else's mail. Okay. So what, what is the, the, what's the church where Paul is addressing women being in leadership? Ephesus. Okay. I think. So we, we have whatever, you know, Maybe. letter that is, whatever, you know, that is. Um, and so he's addressing a very specific people group. And so what we get is we take this one letter that was written to a people group where Paul is addressing the issue of women in leadership, how they dress, uh, and if they're permitted to speak or not. Now, the cultural context that we miss about this is that there was another uh, religion that existed in that same city. Right. Right? Okay. Where they... Worshipped goddesses. Where they worshipped goddesses, yeah. and all of those goddesses dressed in the ways that Paul instructed these women to not dress. To not, yeah. And there were so female priests, priestesses mm -hmm. that were uh, speaking out. And so when Paul is saying this, he's making a distinction, and he's saying, listen, there's this other group of, of people here uh, in your city that are doing this. Let's distinguish ourselves. Let's not dress that way. Right. And I'm not permitting women to speak, not because women cannot speak uh, or have authority over men. He's speaking to a very specific issue. Right. We're reading so someone then, else's mail. So then what happens is when when you get 18th, 19th, 20th century Christians reading this Bible at face value, quote unquote, and saying it's in the Bible that says it. Well, if we're going to do that and not contextualize or exegete as it's, as it's called, well, then we need to take that principle and apply it to everybody. And then that's where you get all kinds of like church abuse. You get nasty religion. Yeah. You get, I mean, you get people getting hurt. Yeah. Like, it's, it's just it's nasty. Stick, it's messy. It's super messy. And so anyways, we know that there's, there can be a lot of trouble by taking scripture out of context and people are probably going to accuse me of actually doing that as well, which is totally fine. But what, how I want to answer this question is why can't I hear from God? I'm not saying you can't or that you won't. We're presenting this as a question think, that someone but is answering. But asking. I think a lot of times um, people, one, don't actually believe that God still has something to say. Right. They think that it's all been said, it's all been recorded, and everything that God has ever said is in the scriptures. So I just want to say, you're telling me that the Lord of heaven and earth is sitting on his throne and he has not said anything? He's mute, silent. He's, he's a mute God? And that the only time he ever opens his mouth is when we open our scripture? But he sent a Holy Spirit to us where Jesus said of the Holy Spirit, in John 16, 13, he says, 
when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. Who's guiding us into truth? The spirit. The spirit. Who did Jesus, our Messiah, our Lord and Savior, Yeshua, he said that he will guide you into all truth. The spirit. The spirit of God. Mm -hmm. The spirit did not manifest into a 66 book canon that was decided on by man 400 years after Jesus walked the face of the planet. Mm -hmm. That's not what he's talking about because he made that promise. And if the scriptures were the promise and not the spirit, well, then the apostles, they missed out. And probably everything that they did was wrong because they weren't being led by scripture. They were being led by the spirit. Yeah. If we're supposed to be led by the Bible, well, then they got it wrong because they didn't have it. Yeah. They didn't have the one we have. Yep. Right? So when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth for he will not speak. Okay. Here's Jesus again saying that the spirit's going to speak revelation. He who has ears, let him hear what the spirit says. Again, he's confirming the spirit is saying things for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will declare to you the things that are to come. So the spirit is only saying what he's hearing. And so then we hear what he's saying, what the spirit is saying, what yep. the spirit's saying. So Jesus is saying to you, I'm going away. Peace. But once I'm gone, I'm sending you something. Got another homie coming. It's the spirit. He's coming. And he's going to say some things. He's going to wreck you. And he's going to lead you into truth. Mm. And he's only going to say what he hears. And so listen, Right? This is a call to listen. This is a call to listen. This and a lot of times, I mean, when you begin to follow Jesus, I mean, there's, there's, there is action to be taken as a follower of Jesus. And I think that in America, we're really good at being taught to take action. What we're not really good at being taught is how to stop. I mean, that's what we're, we're really good at rallying people for causes. It's always do, do, um, do. It's always do, do, do. Like I said earlier, I mean, were you ever taught, like think back to when you were younger and you started to follow Jesus, were you ever taught how to hear the voice of God? Like, how, no. well, I say voice and there you go. I think a lot of people, when they talk about hearing from God, again, we've been t kind of touching on this, but a lot of people think it's this audible you know, kind of thing. And then there's a yeah. lot of confusion around there. And then it's like, oh, well, it's not a voice. It's a feeling and it's a this and it's a that. But in, and so, which I agree with, but people aren't practically taught how to do that. You can sit down and show and teach someone how to read their Bible. Uh, Jesus, you know, taught us to pray, uh, you know, pray this way. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. But, but when it comes to hearing from God, maybe we've overcomplicated it and we've, and, and it's hard for us to do because we do instead of stopping. Yeah. And so the line of, and the train of thought, were you going to, do you have something you want to say? Uh, I do. I have, I have a few things. Okay. Well, go ahead and say those. And then I'm going to be transitioning. Because I have a couple of other scriptures that I wanted to bring up just okay. in regards to this. Uh, the go point, for it. Go the for point it. that I want to make, and I believe this through experience and even through scripture, that God is still speaking to his people. And I grew up in certain circles where we were either taught or it was said kind of in a funny but serious way that I run fast and far from people who say, God told me. Yep. And yeah. they made it this bad thing to hear the voice of God. Are you kidding me? All of the people in scripture heard the voice of God. That's why we have scripture, because they experienced hearing the voice of God and then they wrote it down. 
because the Spirit led them to write it down. They were led by the Spirit, and they were hearing the voice of God. But all of a sudden, we're not supposed to be led by the Spirit or hear the voice of God. We're supposed to just live off of the experience of all these people who knew God before yeah. us. And so I'm supposed to live a secondhand account. I'm I'm supposed to live off of your experience. So, and this is what happens is a lot of people, you know, they they think or they're led to believe that they just have to live off of experience, right? Other people's experiences. And, yeah. and I'm going to make this statement and I know it's probably not going to be well received, but I don't know. I'll, I'll I'll speak from experience. There are certain things in my life that I have not experienced freedom from that the Bible, Scripture, has not set me free from. Right. And then there's experience with Jesus well, it's because that you're not, has you're not taking the Scripture serious that enough. has set me free from things. Right. So yeah. we have one that's reading other about other people's experiences um, that and listen, there is wisdom. Uh, uh, we say this time and time again. How do we view the Bible? We view the Bible the way that the Bible views the Bible. Right. That it's useful for teaching, correcting, rebuking, rebuking and, and building up in righteousness yep. or, or training in righteousness, yep. whatever you want to say. So that you're equipped for every good work in Christ Jesus. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I, I really think that we are taught to just continue um, to just keep returning to the Bible over and 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 over again, <laughs> right? Well, you yeah. got a problem with but lying? I'll, Go read your Bible. Yeah, well, right. you, you, are you struggling with adultery in your marriage? Go read Go your read Bible. Bible. Well, are you lacking faith? Go read your Bible. Right. Uh, are you worried? Go read your Bible. Yeah. Okay. Yes, there. but you can go straight to the source. Yes. Like you can get direction for you right now, for your life, for you in 2020, uh, the, the chaos that is 2020, yeah, you yeah. can get direction for your life today straight from the source, or you can go try to be Paul or Abraham and somehow bend and morph and contort what their life is. And, oh, I'm, oh, I was Abraham. I was carrying my son up to the mountain. Like, yeah. I was going to sacrifice him. There's the yeah. ram. How many, let's just say, how many Bible characters are, let's just say there's 700 Bible characters. And if you're a, wim, you're a woman, there's like yeah. six. Okay. Sorry. So let's just say there's 700 names in the Bible. I don't know how many there are. So then we're supposed to, f you got how many billions of people who've lived for generation after generation, and they're supposed to fit themselves into that 700-person mold? It's like, it's like the Enneagram. It's the Bibliogram. The Bibliogram. Who are you? Oh, she's Rahab. So, ah. so 2 Corinthians 12, 7 through 10. This is Paul, and he's talking about an experience he has. Yes. So to keep me from becoming conceited because of the surpassing greatness of the revelations. So Paul's getting revelations, right? He's seeing into the Spirit. He's hearing the spirit, yep. he's getting revelation. He's having things revealed to him, not because he's like doing some Eastern mysticism craziness or because he's reading tarot cards or rolling dice or staring into a pond, right? He's got the spirit of God in him. Who's caused him to go plant churches and evangelize and heal, do all the, things. Do all the yep. stuff. So he's getting revelation specifically for his life. And so he's saying, so to keep me from becoming conceited, a thorn was given me in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to harass me, to keep me from becoming conceited. So he's saying, look, I'm getting all this revelation. My pride need to get into check because I'm having experience, bro. I'm hearing stuff. I'm yep. seeing stuff. He's like, I can't explain it. Right. And so all of a sudden he's got this thorn. So three times he pleads with the Lord. So what is that? That's prayer. Lord, take this from me. Lord, take this from me. Lord, take this from me. Right. And then he says, but he said to me, so now Paul is testifying 
about something that he heard in response to his prayer. Right. There was, there was, it was, and it who, was, a, it was not a one-sided thing. It was two-sided. And who responds? I mean, the Lord. Jesus. But he said to me, red letters, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. And so he says, therefore, I'll boast all the more glad in my weaknesses. So he gets a direct response from Jesus. Let me ask you the question. When did that stop for believers? It hasn't. Okay. Make, make a case, make a case for it stopping. Like just take the other side. Uh, <laughs> biblically, really, t- biblically, tell me when that stopped. Give me a verse and a context for when that stopped. I, I can't. You can't. No. Right. I. You I can't. No. Nope. Revelation, the last book of the Scripture, is all about John seeing and hearing in the spirit. He's seeing in the heavenly realms. The Spirit of God has led him to see in the heavenly realms, to see what exists. He sees God seated on a throne with an angelic canopy and something like a sea of glass and elders throwing their crowns down. And he sees lampstands that are seven spirits of God. He sees heavenly activity and um, entities, created beings interacting with one another. He sees the Lamb of God slain, whose name is the Word of God. Yep. He sees all these things. He hears what the Spirit's saying to the churches. He hears what Jesus is saying is going to happen in the end times, which is actually the beginning of new creation, yep. right? So anyways... Are we going to get into eschatology? That's the last... And th- I think this is the problem, is that we we have categorized these books, and I think it's good. There's narrative, there's poetry, there's songs, um, storytelling, there's allegory, there's symbolism, there's all these things. But then we get to prophecy, and all of a sudden it's just like prophecy becomes this... This is this weird thing that people this don't know weird what to thing. do with. Right? But what's happening in Revelation is he's getting some prophecy, but what he's getting is revelation. He is having things revealed to him and shown to him by the Spirit of God. And Jesus said, the Spirit, I will send the Spirit, and he will lead you into all truth. So the Spirit's going to lead us to truth. He's only going to say what he hears, so the Spirit's going to speak. Yep. And the Spirit's going to show you things to come. Do you believe Jesus, when he says the spirit's going to come on you and you're going to know what's going to happen in the future. I mean, I believe that. I don't, I don't think. So, so then my question is somebody might say, well, then revelation was the actual fulfillment of Jesus's scripture. Boom. Roasted. So then that, I mean, that's, and then we just, and then we just have to agree to disagree on your interpretation of that. Okay. And so here's an interesting thing talking about agreeing and disagreeing, you know, on based on interpretation, you have two people commissioned by Jesus to go and build his church. Both get different words. You know who I'm talking about? I'm talking about Paul and Peter. You got Peter who is to go to the Jews and to, is to be a voice to the Jews. And then you have Paul who's to go to the Gentiles right? These two people that get conflicting words, some people might say, but Jesus spoke to them individually. Now, what would have happened if they said, this is the way that things have always done. It's always Jewish. Like we're God's people. Like we have to do it this way. Like this is the story of God, you know, the Torah. This is all about God's people, the Jews. And Jesus gives direction to each of them. Peter, I will build my church upon you. There's a rock, blah, blah, blah. And then Paul meets him in the middle of the road. You're a Jew. Like he's super Jew. And now you're Jew. Like you go and you reach these other people. So then we have two people and they didn't like each other. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We got Peter talking crap about Paul and like these two guys are on these different <laughs> missions, but they're both doing what the Lord told them to 
told them to do, even yeah. though they're conflicting. Yeah, it's really interesting. So one more place. Oh, hold on. There's a really good question. Yeah, there. let me get to that. Okay. Um, so just one more place real quick. We we have an Old Testament situation here, 1 Kings 19, 11 through 13. Okay. So, so this is uh, the prophet Elijah. And, um, and he said, go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by and a great and strong wind tore the mountains and broke in pieces the rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, the sound of a low whisper, and Elijah went and heard it. He wrapped his face in his cloak and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And behold, there came a voice to him and said, what are you doing here, Elijah? So God was going to say something to Elijah. <clears throat> Elijah is attempting to hear what God is saying. Yeah. There's an earthquake. There's these big rumblings and all kinds of things happening. And God's not in those things. And then all of a sudden he hears a low whisper. And so Elijah is then able to hear that low whisper of what Yahweh has to say to him. And so we have Old Testament, um, just one. I mean, obviously, again, the scripture is, is filled Psalms with God saying yeah. things to his people by his spirit. And then all in I mean, just read the New Testament. It is spirit, 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 spirit. The spirit, I, I would challenge somebody, and I should probably do this myself. Go through scripture and write spirit on one side of a page and write scripture on another. And then draw a line in the middle and then write out what the scripture says about the role of the Holy Spirit is. Right. And then write out what the scripture says the role of the scripture is. And let me just tell you this. Most of the times when Jesus quoted, uh, when Jesus used the word scripture, which is graphe, he's talking about a written thing, God's log, whatever it is, he was referencing and he would say, so that the scriptures may be fulfilled. Hmm. So there was a fulfilling of scripture that was happening. All the prophecies when Jesus, and, and when Jesus was right. usually quoting those things. And of course he quotes the the law and the prophets and all those different things, but it's not to give them a new role. It's to show them the role that they were playing then and what they were fulfilling then. So Jesus, I don't know that Jesus actually gives a command that is a, a new role for scripture in the life of the believer, but he gives lots of quotes about the role of the Holy the Spirit, of the Spirit in, in the right. believer. So just do the study. That's all I'm saying. Do the study, do the things and, you know, see what the Lord leads you to. So do you want to check out that question? Uh, yeah. So it says, uh, don't, um, uh, what happens if, uh, if the revelation you receive contradicts what you read in scripture? Just curious about your thoughts. What do you think about that? Yeah. Um, that's a really good question because it happens. Yeah. I mean, Joseph Smith, right? That everybody wants to say, well, the problem with hearing from God now is that you can be led astray. Just think of Joseph Smith, the founder of Mormonism or whatever it is. Like that is the one thing that people usually say. And people are led astray. But just because some are led astray and one guy birthed the religion. I mean, think about um, the Muslim religion. Like that came because of the split, uh, you know, Abraham making a mistake, mm-hmm. yep. like he birthed an entire religion from his mistake. So you you think <sighs> God is like, 
you know, is it too much for the Lord? Abraham. So anyways, um, it happens. But again, the question is like, so you're, so are you saying like, okay, I'm pressing into the Lord. Okay. I just received this revelation. Hey, guess what? I actually think what I just heard contradicts scripture. Right. Yeah. If, what, what would you do if that happened to you? Yeah. I would press into the Lord about it. I would say scripture says this. I actually, here's what I do. I would press in more and I would say, okay, I heard this from you. Or I think I heard this from you. If I'm hearing wrong, tell me if this is from you, show me how I need to receive this based on scripture. And if I look at scripture and it contradicts, well, then maybe I'm seeing scripture wrong or maybe I heard wrong. And I think if the Lord wants to bring it back up, he'll bring it back up again. Right. Right. And if he wants to lead me into more depths on it, he'll lead me into more depths. Or maybe I go to a friend and I'm like, Hey, I heard this. What do you think? Yeah. You, you work it out and maybe you get to the point to reject it. And then you just go to the Lord and you say, man, I was pressing in and I heard this thing that I actually don't think was from you. How, how do I navigate that? Yeah. Again, it's all about relationship. Listen, the Lord can handle you hearing something from somewhere else. For sure. And we can handle hearing something from somewhere from somewhere else. Yeah. I mean, like, I think at the end whole... of the day, you just have to go back and you have to check it. And I mean, I think it's like, uh, and a lot of the times I think, I mean, when the Lord's speaking to me, he's directing things in my life. Like, and a lot of the times it has to do with the sin and junk that I have, the things that I'm struggling with. He's like, Hey, you know, I, and a lot of times, honestly, it's leading me to become more like Jesus. Yeah. That's what a lot of the yeah. stuff is. Very rarely do I go to someone and say, Hey, I feel like the Lord is, is telling me this for your life. And if I do, I always tell them, but you check that. This is what I'm feeling. Like, you yeah. bring that to the Lord and you, you test check it, it, you test it. Like right. Te- you may test all things. Scripture yep. says, do not despise prophecy. Don't despise it. Don't you dare. So, so go look up prophecy. And what that word means is a receiving of a word or a phrase or a saying, uh, a thought or a saying from God by the spirit. Yeah. Prophecy is only by the spirit. Paul said, don't despise it. And if any, if you're going to desire any spiritual gift, desire prophecy. Yeah. Which That's is simply he hearing the heart. I mean, hearing the heart and mind of God and communicating it. So yeah. yeah. And communicating that. And so he's saying, don't despise it, but test it. And he says, test all things. So there should always be a testing. There should always be a discernment. And so, yeah, if it, contradicts what you've read in scripture, continue to test it, continue to test it until you get to a place where you feel at peace about... Do you feel like if it contradicts scripture, it's a red flag? I think I think it's cause for concern. I think right. you should press in more. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So it is a red flag, like, hmm, this seems off. Yeah, Let me continue to press in. That. Yeah. It's yeah. definitely a cause for, like, yeah. I, need to, I need to see what's going on here. Yeah. Let me throw something out there to you. Yes. How do you feel about this statement? So... The scripture says, let no man separate what God has put together. Can God separate what God has put together? I think you get into a whole limbo there with people going, oh, well, then that means that God can make a mistake. And would or, God make a mistake? And, or can he just know, like, do what he wants? Yeah. Even in that way, I mean, we're kind of... That is a it's question. Just a thought. That is a thought that I think... Somebody asked me that question. Yeah. And I'm like, God can do whatever he wants. Yeah, that would probably be my, yeah. God is not limited to himself. And like, it, his ways are higher than the ways, thoughts yeah. higher than thought. Like, I mean, what? where do you go from there? Yeah. You know? So That's I want to I, I address something. 
So this is what made me. So Jacob's question about what if you receive a, uh, something that contradicts scripture. Another question people like to ask is what? Oh, if look, you... hold on. That's really good. Oh, boom. <laughs> That's really good. God separated, separated light from he, darkness. He can separate. Yeah. So um, people will ask, well, what happens if you receive revelation that's not in scripture? And so we can talk about the depths of scripture. Like there's so much. Yeah. Like there's so much. We've been listening to the Bema, the Bema, Bema podcast. podcast. Dude, those guys it, like. They teach the scriptures from the Hebrew culture. Oh my gosh. In a way that you probably haven't heard in your evangelical Western Christian church. And it's And so we are blowing. missing depths of culture. We are missing depths of language, yep. the Hebrew letters. There is so much that we've missed. So yes, we can explore scripture for a lifetime. And as you might want to say is you may not scratch the surface. Well, let's just talk about revelation <sighs> oh, though. Let's talk about revelation. Did John see the entirety of heaven? Is heaven not more robust and more depth more deep than a book. Right. I would say yes. So all, so it, everything that John saw in heaven, like there's just this one little room where God is and there's just some stuff going on, but there's nothing else. Yeah. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth is God's footstool. So just imagine a being large enough who can make this earth that no one will ever traverse every square inch of the earth in their lifetime. It is impossible for a human being to do so. There's not enough mm. days on the earth for us to see every inch of this earth. And our God is so big, it's his footstool. So how big is God? How big is God's home? How big is God's heavens? How big is God's universe? It's big, bro. So it's, do we I mean, think it's, it's big. It, here's what, here's what happens when people start making the statements like, Oh, you know, the scriptures are so robust. There's so much there. Like, yes, there, there is a lot there. And, and you know what? Like, in a church service here, if you're listening to a pastor that probably doesn't have some sort of Jewish or Hebrew background, you're missing it. You you are way off base on so, so, so much. Now, does the Lord work in spite of us not having the knowledge and the depths and the understanding of everything? Yeah. Yes, absolutely, yes, he does. Absolutely. But I, I want to make this statement, and you can say, well, oh, Chris, you need to get under the authority of Scripture. I will get <laughs> under the authority of, of Jesus. Jesus. And I will, and I will do whatever Jesus is telling me to do. And I will use the scriptures how the scriptures tell me that they are to be used. Jesus said, "All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me." Yeah. So, so I, I, I was going somewhere with this though, dude. I remember growing up. I mean, I, I mean, from I wasn't from womb to pew. Like you've used that phrase, dude. We're doing it again. We, we keep doing this. What? Like we've had like four or five episodes where we're like talking about the role of the Bible and the role I of the know. Spirit. It just, well, but because listen, it comes up because this is. Every issue that you come down to, I think, within the church comes down to biblical interpretation. Yes. It really does in the lens at which you look at Scripture through, and it's important. And and the Lord has reshaped my view of Scripture, and guess what? It's life-giving. It's yes, so life-giving. And, and and I have a whole new—and it probably sounds like I'm crapping on the Bible and, and, and all it the time. It always does. But let me tell you this. I have a new appreciation and wonder from the scriptures for the Scriptures than I did before the Lord got a hold of my heart and began to kind of transform. Just even just listening to, like I said, the Bema podcast and getting this, this intended audience, all of this cultural relevant things that are really, really important to understand what God is trying to communicate— Here's the point I'm trying to get to. I was in church from third grade to, uh, I mean, all the way through youth group. 
And every single time we were at church, I was preached uh, and I was told it's not about a relationship. Uh, it's not about religion. a religion. It's about a relationship. Relationship. Yet every time I did what I was told to do, which was at that time as a young kid, I mean, it's, hey, you should worship, you should listen to Christian music, you should read your Bible, you should, uh, and a lot of heavy emphasis on reading your Bible and not missing your reading your Bible and reading your Bible every single day. Let me tell you this, I never experienced relationship the way that I do when I seek relationship straight from Jesus in the way that I did trying to get it from the word of God, which is a value, which has value, but I believe that that's to to help show me how to become, it's to give me some really practical advice on how to become more like Jesus, yeah. right? Training in righteousness, yeah. you know, correcting, rebuking, it, so, all, of, all of that stuff. Hold on, I got one more oh, thing. Oh, go ahead, sorry. So with that, when I began to seek Jesus outside of his word, yes, he's going to say things like, I missed you. I love you. Yeah. It's good to see you because I've had my nose buried somewhere else. <laughs> Dude, there is there is freedom in going straight to the source, right? There's relationship. Here's what I equate it to, right? Uh, well, you, you keep saying the source, but for millions and millions of Christians, the Bible is the primary source of their faith and life. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and yeah, and, and, and I get that because I was raised and I was taught that and, and I was shown that, but you got you to gotta say this, like you have the people that are like, oh my God, I crave, I crave the word of God, like every day I want it. And they, they, that's how they say, like, I crave it. I wake up in the morning and I remember hearing that and just being like, wow, I, want, I want that. Yeah. I want that. And I never got it. But guess what? Yeah. I wake up craving, like, man, I want to spend time with like. In, yeah. Like I want to be yeah. with Jesus. Like I, I hear yeah. him say things to me and he's leading me and he's guiding me and uh -huh. he's, he's helping me become more like him. And he's showing me, you know, how he views me and how he loves me. You can go and you can Facebook stalk a girl or boy that you're interested in. And you can spend months and months going all the way back through their Facebook history and going all the way back to when it was created in 2009. And you can yeah. read everything and analyze all the comments and see their history and their milestones and their events. But that doesn't mean that you knew them. Yeah. It doesn't mean that. Yeah. And dude, I truly believe that the church today in America is being held back by how much authority and weight that they put on the Bible. Yeah. Like Jesus is calling people to go beyond. You will do greater things. Uh -huh. What are those greater things? Like becoming the lead volunteer of the of the hospitality <laughs> team? No, I promise you, Jesus so, has so much more. Yeah, so much more for you. So much more for your family, yes. for your children. And but it starts with you becoming made into His image. So, he wants to do work in your life. Yeah, here's you're, you're a thorny soil that He wants to cultivate. Yeah, and turn up. Go ahead. I've Here, been. I'm tagging. No, out. you're fine. Here's. Here's what happens when I read scripture. It always, 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 always points me to Jesus. It, this when is I, true. When I read scripture, it points me away from itself to the Lord. And here's why. So James talks about um, if you like hear the word, if you're just a reader and not a doer, you've deceived yourselves. Listen, I can't, most of the time, I can't go do what I just read. Right. Why is that? Because my heart is jacked. Yeah. And what do I need? I need power. I need power from on high. I need the spirit of God to be at work in my life. So I need to go pray and I need to say, Lord, 
please do this in me. Right. I want this. Scripture says, uh, uh, the, the Lord has not given you spirit of fear, but of power, love, love and, a and a sound mind. mind. Okay. Or self-discipline. That's another mm-hmm. version. But that word power is actually, when you go and look at it, I don't know the exact like word, but it means like a supernatural power. Oh yeah. The, it, it is not like a willpower type of it's thing. It's not a will. It is a, this supernatural power that he's given to you. And so many of us yeah. just and, let it sit there and not do anything. So when I read scripture, like it, go read John 16, Jesus talks all about the Holy spirit. So when I read that, so let's just say, okay, but when he comes, he, the spirit of truth will guide you into all truth. So Jesus says, the spirit's going to do it. So I'm like, okay, Jesus, let, I, I want that. I want the spirit to lead me and guide me into all truth. Is the spirit going to then lead me to go read my Bible more? Yeah. Is that what he's talking about? You know? And then he talks about, um, like you're going to have all kinds of things that are going to be able to happen with the spirit. When I read about Jesus's love, when I see Jesus on the cross in the scripture, see, I'm using it, right? Yeah. I'm talking about it. Yeah, I'm using sure. it. Jesus on the cross, he's looking down at his murderers who is who have ripped his beard out of his face, oh. and he's he's naked. He didn't have no stupid loincloth. He was naked, bro. Everything his exposed. G- his bits were his, out. His, his his mom's up there looking at him, weeping. She's Gosh. down there. Disciples. I mean, this is it. This is the darkest hour of 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 existence. Right. And he looks down at the people who are murdering him, and he says, "Forgive them." They know not what they do. And I see that level of forgiveness. I'm not like, oh my gosh, I want to forgive like Jesus did. And so I'm just going to read my Bible more. Bro, I am on my face crying out to God. Weeping. Weeping. Right. Going to Jesus and saying, man, you're so loving. It makes me worship. It makes me praise him. You know know what it's like? It's like... Sometimes if we only go to the Bible as our main source of knowledge, of love. Listen, the Bible is a terrible lover, but Jesus is a good lover. Oh, that's freaking great. Like he will love you in your moments of of hurt, wow. of pain, of of sadness, of being broken by your sin. Right? Yeah. In your darkest moments, oh in you gosh. when you are confronted with your sin. Mm. How comforted do you feel by the love and the voice the guiding the the imagery on the canvas of your mind that Jesus brings you as opposed to uh you know reading about Jesus so, forgiving so the, the woman at the well so the argument is how would you know about the love of God how would you know about Jesus's words on the cross if you didn't have well the how scriptures? does I mean you use this all the time how does Ubuntu know about the love of the Father? When he's only uh, this, you know, someone in a, in a South African tribe, how does he know about yeah. that uh, when he doesn't have a Bible, but he's experienced the Lord in creation? To say that you can only experience the Father, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, whatever, uh, in, in, in the Bible is to confine God, the Holy Spirit, uh, and Jesus to the Bible. Yeah. When, listen, I mean, are, you, are we putting limits on God? Listen, if we didn't have the scriptures— and all we had was Abraham's experience, or excuse me, Moses' experience in the desert, that God came in a burning bush, how many people would be sitting by bushes waiting to hear from the Lord? Oof, a lot. Because the, they would believe that that's the only way to hear from him. But the scripture is so full of multiple ways that God has revealed himself to man. So, okay. So- and, and within scripture, 
there is no, not that I can tell, and you can correct me on this, I see no story in Scripture where somebody came to the Lord through Scripture. It, it It's definitely interesting because we only have a small glimpse, but everything that's outlined there, if that's all there is, right— then it's not outlined there. Okay, so here's where we're going off this. I think we've made yeah, we, our. I think we've made I know, our point. We, we go off on this. It's so bad, <laughs> but but it's so important. Okay, our culture is so bombarded by noise. Right. Okay. Have you watched uh, the Netflix documentary, The Social Dilemma? Oh yeah, it's so good. Okay. Anyways, if you've not watched The Social Dilemma, go watch it. Of course, uh, I haven't watched it. Because but you're, you're on Christian. Facebook. If you're a Christian, though, you've probably canceled your Netflix account. So. I don't know how you're going to do it, but you need to watch. And, and you're certainly not watching Dexter, Pam. <laughs> but the social dilemma JK, is basically, uh, I'm going to, here's the thesis of the whole thing, uh, that these corporations, Google, Netflix, um, Facebook, Instagram, everything, that uh, they are not, provi- the, the service that they are providing, the product that they are providing is not the app or the website or the thing. It's us. It's our attentions, it's our minds, and that's what's being sold. And this comes straight from the mouth of very high execs right. and owners at these companies. I mean, it's a, it's a documentary. You should definitely go watch it. It'll make you want to get off social media forever. So we, we are being sold. Our attention is being sold to corporations so that they can have our attention so that we will buy their products and do their things and listen to their stories and their podcasts and their movies and their shows and all that stuff. We are literally being bombarded. Our attention is being fought for and it's being sold to other companies and everything in the world is fighting for our attention and it's winning. So this is one of the reasons to answer the question, why can't I hear from God? Yes. And it's because our attention is being directed and detracted over. And I think you can be a Christian. You can hear from God by having Facebook and all all of this stuff. Like I, I do. Is it harder? Absolutely. Absolutely, it's it's harder. It for really some. is for some. Sure, um, I think maybe you get anyways. So, with that being said, I heard someone on a podcast this last week say the majority of mystical, supernatural, spiritual experiences that people have that he's heard of in conversations when he's talked to people have come from quieting their mind and quieting their soul, meaning. Cutting out all of the other distractions, the distractions of of our jobs, of our notifications, of social media. We we quiet our souls so that we can listen. I was always told to pray and to do and to do and to do and to do and to do. We're always encouraged to do. We're never encouraged to stop. But when we stop, mm. we can focus our attention, right? So I went – and you know I was going to bring this in. I went hunting. I had my first hunt. Uh, this last this last week, um, actually just yesterday, I went on my first hunt. I, I I didn't grow up hunting. I wish I did. I wish my dad hunted, and but these Mexican Mexicans don't really hunt, so they fish. <laughs> but but I I did it. I went and took my hunter safety, and me and Andrew did it. So we go out to sit and hunt on my my bro, my father in law's property. So I wake up at five. Uh, I'm sitting in the stand at like five fifty or something like that. It's so dark out there. It's so quiet. And I get in the stand and and keep in mind, I meditate, I quiet my mind, I, I, you know, I do all of that stuff to focus on Jesus. Yet it was so quiet out there that man, it was I was anxious with how quiet it was. Really? I was anxious. I was like, and I think part of it was adrenaline and stuff like that, because I just was like, oh my God, I might Oh yeah. I might, you know. So, yeah. but anyways, it took me 
30, 45 minutes to finally get to a place to where I could quiet. One of the things I wanted to do was get out there, was engage with the Lord and pray and seek and just see, hey, is there anything that you want to show me today? What can you teach me about nature uh, uh, from hunting and things like that? What what spiritual truths can you bring into my life from what I'm out here doing? Yeah, and, it's good. Uh, but it was so hard for me to quiet my mind and get to that place. But once I did and I was able to quiet my mind, quiet my soul, focus in on what the um, what the Lord was saying, boom, he began to speak. And, mm. and he began to show some things for me. But I'll save those things for a different episode. So but, real quick. But it's the quiet that I think, and I, I made the statements, silence precedes experience. Or experience yeah. precedes silence. No, right? you said it backwards. Oh, okay. Silence. Silence precedes experience. Experience. Yeah. So we got to quiet, quiet down. To be able to, yeah, to turn our attention so that so we're, some we're people, getting away. So some people ask the question, why can't I hear God? And maybe the answer to that question is maybe you've never, you've never ne- quieted down enough to listen. Right. And a lot of that, I think, is perpetuated by culture within the church that is go, 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 do, 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 read, 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 serve, 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 tithe, 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 give, 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 like all of so, that stuff. So it's constantly moving, 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 not really stopping and ceasing, so, which all goes back to even, you know, us not practicing the Sabbath, but that's a whole other thing. Oh, gosh, man, there's so much. I love it. See, now I'm getting excited. Once we get all of our Bible arguments out of the way, it's like, I feel <laughs> like we can actually life. be life giving, right. but um yeah, bro. Silence, solitude and silence. Those are such huge spiritual disciplines. I have a buddy named Mike Clifford and, um, he told me that he had a mentor who was, you know, walking him through some things. And, um, basically the, and I'm probably telling the story wrong, but he went to the mentor is like, what do you want me to do? He's like, all right, the first thing that I want you to do, and you have to do this before you do anything else. He said, you have to take an entire day like uh, from sun up to sundown. Oh, I heard this in a and podcast he, yeah. episode. And he said, you have to go and sit by like a lake. You like going to the lake, right? He's like, yeah, I like going to the lake. He goes, go sit by the water. And he said, don't take your phone. He said, just take uh, your Bible and a notepad or something like that. Yeah. Maybe it wasn't even your Bible. Maybe it's just a notepad. Yeah. He said, yeah. go sit at the lake from sun up to sundown. Take your lunch, take a notepad and just go sit. And he says one of the hardest things he ever did. Yeah, because you have to still. Now, it, it's yeah, our brains are so used to stimulus. It's and so in that social dilemma thing, it's like the dings, the the red notification on the bell. There's a reason that notifications to it. It's it's red. It's, it's urgency. A do- it's a dopamine hit too. It's yeah. It's red because it it provokes urgency. McDonald's, their logo is red and yellow because those two colors provoke urgency. Yeah. Red and yellow. It's a science. And so anyways, everything around us is dinging, fighting for our attention. Dude. I mean, I sit in an office that has my (laughs) laptop with two um, monitors and a TV, a 70 inch and, TV. And then I, no, it's not 70, it's like 42. And then I've got my phone and then I've got my watch. And I remember one day uh, I had all the screens up and I had music going and someone was calling my Google voice and so it was ringing through the computer, but it was buzzing on my watch and on my phone at the same time. Yeah. And so I had music and then these three things buzzing at me. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I like took it off and turned it off. It was like too much. Yep. But a lot of people live to where they're always connected. There's always something. It's like 
Does your family do this where you put on a, a movie, but then you're also on your phones at the same time? My kids do it. and I, Okay, so we after the social dilemma, I told Larry, we got to get our household in order. We got to get the, the distractions from the cell phones and then this and these neural pathways that are being carved in our brain to like, you know, whenever you sit down to eat, you have to watch a show or watch yeah. a movie or something like that. Like that's uh-huh. something that I struggle with. But a lot of that, there's been neural pathways that have been carved out of my brain that when hmm. I go to eat and, sal- and my salivary glands kick in, I'm I'm thinking, oh, it's time to eat. I need to turn on this, yeah. this show and this TV. Dude. And I need to do these things. I, see, talk about being distracted. I just looked over and saw a comment. Yeah. I, I just want to say this. Jacob Miller, I'm inviting you onto the podcast to talk about Sabbath. I want to hear about rest. I want to hear about how that's ingrained in the Jewish culture. That would be so good. The, 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 what gets me the most about Sabbath is like, not only does the father know us, but it's also his heart and his desire, right? Man, what, what does it say? Man's not made for Sabbath, but Sabbath for the man. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's something that he created it's for us because he knew it's a gift and it's a wonderful, beautiful gift. Let me just go off on this. Genesis one is all so about like, Sabbath. In our culture, we have so much going on, Right. There's so many things happening all the time and rarely do we stop and rest. Yes. Um, But also think about Jewish culture. And so God, he prescribed this sundown to sundown 24 hour period called Sabbath where people would rest and not work. And so it's not that they were just resting their bodies. They were also resting their mind. They're spending time with family. They're eating, right? They're feasting. Yep. They're just enjoying one another. There's, he's basically saying, take the burden of work off. Take the burden of anxiety off and spend that time together and spend that time with me. But not only that, he prescribes to the Jewish culture feasts. So if I'm correct, there's seven feasts every year the Jewish calendar that they're supposed to observe. And some of those feasts were like a week long. Right. Right. No work. So, so basically he's like, okay, take every Saturday off and just chill out. But then it's this season. And so you're going to celebrate and you're going to get together and you're going to have a feast and you're not going to work and everything's going to shut down. All of the village, all of the tribe is going to shut down and eat and spend time with together together and rest. And so, oh man, c- celebration was so good. Hey, guess what? There's another feast. Oh man, that second feast was amazing. Wait, hold on. There's a third feast. Yep. Man, that one was great. Fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh feast, the Lord prescribes to his people to get them to take time off to celebrate, to remember who he is and to spend time together. Can you imagine if in the American culture we had seven times where we shut the entire nation down to just spend time eating and being with family? It doesn't freaking happen. But think about uh, what an amazing culture the Lord created for his people. But here's something that we do have, Jason. We have seven times a year that we can boost attendance. We can do series Here in January goes. that your best life now. Here and that's goes. a time to get people back into church. And guess what? We're going to do a big butt summer blockbuster series. And we're going to hype it up. And we're going to build sets. And we're going to do all the things. And we're going to really get them going. And it's not over after the summer series. Because guess what? It's back to school. All right? We're going back to school. And people are going back to school. They're getting into their routines and their rhythms. And so they can get back into the church routines and rhythms. Oh, that's not it after that. Save it for the Piss Puppies podcast, bro. <laughs> I'm going. Anyways, you get where I'm going. The so total contrast between do, our, do, do, our culture, rest, rest, be. Our culture and our decisions 
keep us so busy that we rarely slow down enough to actually hear the voice of God. Yes. Listen, I believe that the Spirit is speaking. Jesus said, let the Spirit, let let he who has ears, let the Spirit hears what he, or, you know, he who has ears, let him hear what the Spirit <laughs> says to the churches. My gosh. So, I mean, should I read that and say, oh, Jesus only had something to say to that church at that time? Or can I take that principle and go to him and say, hey, you, I read this in scripture where you were speaking to Sardis and, and Laodicea in that time and John got that, but is it possible that I can listen now and that I might actually hear what the Spirit's saying to the church today yep. in this context, in this Amer- in this place? I would just speculate. I'm not, I don't know that I'm actually prophesying with this. I haven't pressed out it pressed in about it, but I guarantee, or I don't guarantee either. Let me just say, I think the Lord would actually be saying to us, slow down, slow down, slow down, slow. You know, what's interesting down. is, is, um, for Sabbath, you know, some people are like, well, why isn't it just an all day start at the morning? And you know, why does it start in the evening? And it's because the Lord wants us to start with rest. We start with sleeping, you know, we start with feasting and then going into sleep. We start Sabbath with rest. Normally it's from Friday, Friday at sundown to, it's to Saturday. It's the beginning of the week, right? Right, it's the beginning. And it's this whole you different start there. mindset shift. Um, but but anyways, all of this was about quieting and silencing our soul. And it's so hard to do. But if you are someone who has trouble hearing from the Lord and hearing what he has to say to you, what he wants to say to you, I would encourage you to be quiet and to quiet yourself. Now, I recently heard someone say, uh, I'm about to do this, this like physical challenge. And, and someone asked this question, uh, uh, Hey, um, can I swap out like 10 minutes of meditation for maybe <clears throat> journaling? When I quiet myself, I get really anxious, yada, 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 this and that. Yeah. I get it. Anxiety is real. I know it's a thing. I'm not going to argue that. But what I will say, here's what happens whenever you quiet your mind and why it's so hard and it takes so long is because you haven't done that. Imagine, um, running an engine and just never turning it off. You know, it gets really hot. It's shaky. You know, like you just, you leave it on and it's just going, it's going. And so it, it takes a minute. Like, and then what happens is, is when you quiet your mind, you quiet your soul, you begin to approach the father, all of this stuff that the busyness of your life that has been pushing down begins to come to the surface. And so Mm. people don't like how that feels. They don't like how the anxiety begins to feel because of all of the pushing down that we've done. And so they go back to the stimulating their thoughts and the notifications, and then they can push that stuff down. We need to lean into those things that come up, those anxieties, because they're they're check engine lights. Yeah. They show us issues that we have in our life that the Lord can't deal with. And guess what? As you begin to work through some of those things and take the time, I mean, even then with silencing your soul, you're starting to see things like, oh, wow, I'm getting really anxious. Like maybe there's something here. You can begin to press in and the Lord will show you stuff. And time after time, as you continue to carve out time to quiet your soul daily is what would be amazing. I mean, I truly think we need that daily. I'm not talking an hour, two hours, man, even 10 minutes will do wonders for you to quiet your yeah. soul. But as you begin to do that, you'll start to find that it takes you less and less time to quiet because to quiet, you start to yeah. deal with those things that right. come up. So what I love about going on road trips Typically, I go on road trips by myself. I don't know how that happens, but I'm usually in the car by myself driving long distances. This time, I had my daughter with me, and that was great. We had a really great time going down to Houston. But there were these moments where she put on her headphones and you know look at her iPad and watch it, watch a movie, which yeah. I don't care because we were ten hours on the road. It's For like sure. watch four hours of TV, and <laughs> you know. But um, I had these moments where I'm driving and like she's on her iPad. So I just turn the radio off. I turn the podcast off and I just start to think. And I purposefully like 
presented some options like to the Lord. And I said, Hey God, give me like, I want to spend this time driving and, and I, I want to think, uh, I want to slow down long enough to actually hit, you know, pray and listen. And so would you give me strategy? Like, you know, you, you're leading me and guiding me into purity. Can you show me maybe some next steps for purity? And I believe you're leading me and guiding me into business. Yep, and so business can you ventures. give me some strategy and some stuff for business? And so as I began to get quiet, I started to think. And man, I'll just be honest, like times in the past where I've driven out of town and I've had my phone and I've had Facebook, I will drive and look at Facebook. Yeah. Like, it's terrible, man. Can you, can you imagine like, oh, Jason died on the highway. What was he doing? He was checking his Facebook. Dude, what is, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So anyways, the Lord's led me away from it. I mean, so I didn't have it on my phone. And honestly, there's actually not a lot going on on my phone if I don't have social, social media. media. Yeah. Maybe I can read some articles, but I wasn't going to read articles <sighs> while I drove. Um, and so anyways... I was able to not have that distraction and then just press in and then spend some really good time with the Lord so that he's leading me and guiding me in this purity thing and this business strategy. But my, my mind was more available to me, like to be able to think and consider and ponder and even daydream. You know, when do we ever give ourselves time to actually daydream? Waiting is not like waiting used to be. You used to go sit yes. at the DMV. You sat at the DMV. You didn't have a phone. Yeah, maybe you had a book. The, maybe back in my day. Back in my day. Yeah, maybe you had a book. Most of the time, I would just sit there and people watch, or I would think, or I'd go stand outside, or whatever it was. Now it's like anytime we have to wait one second, it's out the phone. Dude, I'll I'll put my credit card to pay, and I'll pick up my phone, and I'm like doing something on my phone because I have to fill that four second credit card processing time with stimulus, right? You know, stimulation. So anyways, I just think there's so much going on, like purposefully maybe look at your life and say, what are some things that I can cut out? Or like you said, start with five minutes, start with 10 minutes, like get quiet. My time now is like when I lay down to go to bed, I actually don't do a lot of screening in bed. Like, yeah. Um, but I'll lay down and as soon as I, my head hits the pillow, I just close my eyes and I start to press in. I'm like, all right, Lord, is there anything you want to say? Is there anything you want to show me? That's so good. There, and so anyways, just, I want to encourage people. Number, number one, like, I think the Lord is speaking. I think the spirit of God is speaking to the churches. I think the Holy Spirit is still leading people into truth. Oh, 100%. I think the Holy Spirit is still leading, uh, people to to see things to come just like Jesus spoke. I'm just going to agree to what Jesus said is happening. The role of the spirit. I'm going to say, yes, Lord do that. And so I think he's doing it. And it is always my heart's desire that you connect with him. I don't need you to connect with Jesus the way that I connect with Jesus, but I want you to connect with him. Yes. And so I just want you to consider the possibility that maybe you can silence the world around you and then meet the Lord in a real way to where there's actually a dialogue. That's all I want. Dialogue, man. That's it. I mean, that's the goal. The goal is relationship. I mean, the goal is, is we've already received the prize, which is Jesus. And, and it just, it saddens me, man, because so many people go through their lives only accessing a small aspect of that relationship. Um, 
which I mean is is honestly in the Bible. You can have, I mean, and here's the thing too is that people will read something in the Bible and then they'll go, like, what they read was not the takeaway. It's always the revelation that God brings to them about what they read. So again, it's not necessarily the scripture. It's the Lord still bringing revelation to what yeah. you said and still speaking so, to you. So here, here's something interesting, and and I won't totally go into it, but scripture. In Proverbs, it says, consider the ant, right? Mm. And so then there's some saying that comes, like consider the ant, the way it works, the way it toils, that kind of thing. Yes. So some human was observing an ant that's created by God, is observing creation, nature, and then comes up with the principle and then writes that principle down in a proverb, which we now call scripture. So there was some truth about the universe and life and faith that was spoken to that individual by observing an ant. Hmm. So let me tell you. So where did that come from? And then scripture also talks about how all of creation reveals the glory of God. It's in Romans. Isn't that that word like reflection? Isn't that another? Okay, maybe. So if there's glory that's revealed within creation, then all of creation reveals some sort of glory. Is all of the glory of God revealed in creation written down in the scriptures? No. It's not. So there are things about my life and my walk that the Lord has showed me as I consider the caterpillar's transformation into a butterfly. He's teaching me Ooh. spiritual principles through his about creation. my personal yeah, walk, what he's doing in me through creation, but it's not in scripture. Yes. The metamorphosis process that a caterpillar goes through in order to be transformed into a new creation, a butterfly is not recorded in scripture, but he's using it in a big way in, your in life. a huge way right now and giving me crazy revelation on it. I'm excited for you to share that one to, day. to teach me about my personal walk with him and what he's doing in this season in my life right now. Thank you, Lord for caring enough about my life and my transformation to do that. It's good. I, I, I just want people to be encouraged. I want people to embrace supernatural possibility. Yeah. Because the Lord is so good. He's so good. Listen, he's so good that he had people write down scriptures so that we could go back and read about other people's experiences so we can get an idea of what he's like. But he's also so good that he invites us on a journey with him to confirm and reveal and to allow us to experience what everybody else in scripture has experienced. Yeah. We get that from him and he does that by a spirit with us, Emmanuel, God God, God with us. us. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come for you. He sent the spirit to be the presence of the father with us. It's so beautiful, man. The orphans. They got no cheeps. You know what movie that's from? Uh, Yes. <laughs> Nacho! Nacho! Hey, just a couple of questions real quick from Jared, and then we got to roll. So Jared says, uh, are there times that we think we want to listen, but we, our flesh, really doesn't? So like the spirit's willing, but the flesh is weak? Is that? Kind of, yeah. I would say so. Oh, yeah, I agree. I mean, there are times where like I'll lay down. I'm like, okay, I should probably press in. And then I'm just like, nah. Yeah. Because my flesh gets in the way. The other thing is, um, would there ever be a time that God wouldn't speak like to teach a lesson? Uh, sure. Why not? Yeah. 
can't don't want to limit God. His his silence maybe. I've heard somebody say before, if God is if God is silent, think back on the last thing that He told He's, you. He told you, yeah. And just go from there. It's good. Maybe there's that one thing. So, oh, here's what I was gonna say uh, to the answer that question. Sometimes whenever I'm having a hard time pressing in, and whenever we use the phrase pressing in, we're talking about focusing our attention on the Lord. I mean, that's really what that is, right? Like we're silencing the distractions around us and we're intentionally pressing in to get some sort of wisdom or knowledge from God. Would you say that's what pressing in is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, fo- it's focus. So whenever I'm trying to press in, and if I can't, there are a couple other people in my life that I reach out to that I say, hey, I'm having a hard time pressing in. Can you... Can you engage over this for me? Can you press in over this on my behalf? And can you see if maybe the Lord's showing you something? Yeah. And nine times out of 10, the Lord does show them something that I need to address. And it's maybe not necessarily a sin issue or anything like that, but it's just something that is keeping me from really being able to like hear. And it, it's good insight. So I would say if you're ever having a hard time pressing in, go to someone that you trust mm-hmm. that is a spiritual, you know, Friend, brother, friend, yeah, leader. someone that you you trust, and ask them to press in for you and, and see so, if they can hear something. Yeah, I I love that, and that's like a really simplistic way to put it. But really, what you're asking is that someone would go uh, seek a prophetic word for you. Like sure, that's yeah. the that's the religious yeah, kind of charismatic whatever. Like, oh, you're asking someone to go. You know, can't you hear yeah, from God? You word? But Paul said prophecies for building up the church. Yeah. The Spirit, Jesus, has gifted the church with the ability to press in for the building up of the church. And yep. so there's a scripture for it. It's only because you need to be built up, right? Like, hey, I need some encouragement. I'm having a hard time. I want to know what to do. Whatever it is, we can ask the church to function in the gift the way the spirit has gifted it based on Jesus sending the spirit to do that. Yeah. For There's nothing sure. wrong with that. Yeah. Jared yeah. gave some clarity. Wasn't really a question. Sorry. I asked God why he doesn't always talk and he responded because sometimes you don't actually want to hear what I have to say. Yikes. Oh snap. God's like, you ain't ready, bro. You ain't ready for this. You ain't ready. You're ready for this, honey. You ain't ready for this. All right. One more uh, comment. I've heard somewhere when you're going through some stuff and wonder where God is. Remember the teacher's always quiet during the test is like that. Yeah, maybe. That sounds pretty. It makes sense. I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying it's not true. It, it you know, God. Sure. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's off the table. Again, God can do anything. Yeah, I mean, they're sure. But I will also say that, like, if you are ever going through hard times and you don't hear something the first or second time, man, don't stop. Keep pressing in. Like, it's in it's in hard That's times it. that my faith is. You know, we talk about being battleborn or fireborn. Like, yeah. when you're in that fire, it's, man, it, it there is there is some stuff that the Lord like. He'll take hard times and he'll use those to build you up and make you stronger. Um, so keep pressing in if you ever if anyone ever feels like that. Yeah, and man, this is just where I land, bro. Like, God is he's he's so good. He's so loving. He's so kind. He's so patient. Scripture says that perfect love casts out all fear. There's no reason to exist in this relationship with God with any kind of fear, like fear, like fear of rejection, fear of failure, fear of doing something wrong. Like my daughter should never fear doing something wrong. I will correct her, but I will love her and I will love her no matter what. Yeah. So it's not like, well, I want to, I don't want to do something wrong. I don't want to make you mad. Um, I get where that comes from, but it's because they don't have a clear understanding or a proper understanding of my my love for them. 
right? I remember I had to teach Henry or tried to teach Henry um, that being wrong is not a bad thing. It was like there was this fear of being wrong. And I'm like, you can be wrong, but that's okay because then you learn. Yes. Like, how are you at any point in your life? Like, you're going to learn the rest of your life. So you can't ever be right about everything because you're going to continue to learn. So I don't know. Anyways, I just want to encourage people to just exist in the, in that relationship with the Lord and, and just be free, man. There's freedom where the spirit of the Lord is. There's freedom, right? We're not bound by the law. We live by the new way of the spirit is what it says in Romans. Sometimes when I think about the Bible, I think like, it's like, oh, I want to hear from God. Oh, well, I have to go through these like action steps to do that in, in terms of like, let me go and then find the story. And well, it's not really about, I'm not really going through David season right now. You know who I'm like? I'm kind of like Job right now. Let me go read that book. You know, it's like, maybe, <laughs> yeah, sure. But like, you could just go straight to the source yeah. and you can just ask him for instruction for your life sure. here today in 2020. And so, or, or you could read the story of Job and you can be reminded that God showed up on Job's behalf. And then you can be like, man, God really came through for Job in a hard time. And then you go to God and you say, I see that you really came through for Job in a hard time. I really need you right now in that way. There's a difference between God yes. coming through yeah, for you good. in a hard time and God coming through for Job in a hard time. Just became through like you can't experience Job's having God come through for him in your Gosh, moment. That's good. You have to experience God's coming through for you in that like moment. Like Jesus, like when we you said this earlier and we say this, we want to be like scripture should point us to Jesus or the Father. Point us. Like it it points us in that direction. It's like it it leads us. It's the rest stop to the source, you know, in a yeah. way. Like it it's, I, it's it it absolutely is used, but man. Yeah. I heard somebody say when you're driving down the street and you see a sign that like points to take a right turn on the road, you don't stop and worship the sign that points to take a right. You take a right. And so he's talking <laughs> about the scriptures. The scriptures right, right. point to Jesus. Don't stop and worship the scripture. Use them to point you into the, to the direction of the one whom they speak of yes. and they point to. Scriptures, they point to Christ. And use the scriptures to to allow and allow yourself to be pointed to Christ. Yeah. So we're not saying don't use them. Yeah. Anyways, I, we're going in circles. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, we, what are we doing? We're done. Last, just last little thing is just, man, seriously, I would challenge you this next week if we're going to get really practical. If this is a sermon and I'm like, here's what I want you to do next week. I want you to just carve out five or 10 minutes to just sit in silence and, and just, and, and allow it. And if the Lord starts bringing stuff up, deal with it. Sometimes people start like sitting <laughs> in silence it, and they want to hear from the Lord and they have these things come up and they're like, no, 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 that's not what the Lord's saying. Like, I can't deal with right. it. You know, sometimes it's just like, they're no, when you it. get silence, he's going to bring some stuff to you, but it takes you getting silent. So it might only take you 30 seconds to start having some stuff come to mind yeah. and then bring it before the Lord. Ask him questions. Jesus, does this mean this? Yeah. Are you trying to say this? He is a good shepherd. We know his yeah. voice. He will speak. He will yes. give us the antidote and the cure for whatever we're going through. That's, that's another so good, good book, The Cure. Look that up. No, that's so good. Uh, my sheep will know my voice, which means he will speak. Bam. I think if he had any other plan for speaking to us, he would have laid that out. Yeah. He'd have been like, look, here's what I mean. <laughs> So it's, is it just the sheep who know Christ actually recognize the voice of Christ through the scriptures? Like, is that what he meant? Like they'll know my voice when they read the Torah. 
because that's all that existed. Mm. The law and the prophet. I don't know. Anyways, we can go in circles. Love you guys. I really do. I think one day the Lord's going to take the edge off and we'll be able to teach life-giving concepts without the edge. I'm in process, y'all. I am. Me too. And uh, me and too. I get riled up. I'm sorry that I that I do get riled up sometimes. I mean, I am in process. I'm not perfect. No, it's going to happen. I'm telling you, there's going to be a yeah. day where when because I'm like, that's what the Lord wills and when, that's what yeah. He desires for our life. I'm going to be like 48, 10 years from now, <laughs> and I'm going to be like, bro, can you believe we went so hard on that podcast? Yeah. And I'm gonna be like, man, the Lord's done a work. Praise Him. So I'm praising the Lord now for the work He's going to do. That's, that's good, gonna change man. me from the person that I am now. I want to come into alignment I'm, with that. I am in no way, shape, or form perfect, nor do I think that I am. But what's amazing about being able to do this podcast is we're actually chronicling our spiritual journey. Oh, that's so cool. Isn't it? So cool. To listen back and you'll be like, man, that's crazy. You know, there are sermons that I preached like back in 2011 that I deleted. I'm like, I'm never listening to those again. I found my preaching book the other day uh-huh. from like when I was a youth pastor. Yeah. Dude. Uh, you know oh, what I gosh. should do? We should <gasps> we should do I that. I threw them away. You did? I did. Okay. I, for the for the Pissed Puppies episode, we'll dissect, yeah, we'll dissect some of those. Okay. That's what we'll or do. Or we'll just do a regular, I mean, we'll figure out something. I will go through a sermon that I preached, that I was taught how to preach. Uh, at a church. Oh gosh. And had a um it, anyways, it's it's probably not good. But we were in process. We were in process. We and, were in process and, and we still and, are in process. And the people who were a part of that paradigm were also in process. Yep. So grace for all. See to it that no one falls from grace. Yes. Saltydogspodcast.com. Check out our blog. Do all the things. We Patri- miss we miss mail, guys. Yeah, we do miss mail. Patreon dot com slash salty dogs podcast and uh yeah we're getting back up on that game and that, yeah we're be gonna fun. be recording some podcasts five dollars uh, a month and you'll get to join patreon yep. and then you'll you'll get some, some well you can give more per month it's just five to get the exclusive content. really i mean you're kind of given that 10 percent mark like you really want to bump up those numbers and if you've been a christian for a long time you may go like 20 percent that's right if you've been attending this podcast for more than three or four months just consider this your home podcast and we're going to ask that you start to tithe yes to this home pot all right we're out <laughs> okay bye salty dogs out, out.